Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa lah amma ba'd Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh How's everybody doing? Alhamdulillah So before we get started I did think it was uh, important to mention that subhanallah um, back in 1995 there was the Bosnian massacre and subhanallah this is something that many Muslims don't know about unfortunately it's very hard to keep up with all the different uh, subhanallah uh, atrocities that take place in the Muslim world but this is something that we should try to learn about and remember um, we have community members in our masjid that are uh, Bosnian that actually witnessed these events that took place uh, that were actually fighting for their lives and uh, saw their family members and friends get killed so this is something that we should keep in mind uh, today is the date of the well-known uh, massacre and so if you can inshallah ta'ala maybe after your salawat make dua for them and make dua for the ummah in general that would be uh, much appreciated uh, and, and so inshallah we're gonna with that we're going to continue and so the ayah that we left on upon was what? The ayah in which Allah Ta'ala says, Today, inshallah Ta'ala, I don't think I'm going to go too long because this section, uh, I mean, I have commentary about it, but I, I, I want to have more. You know, sometimes you wish you, 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 you could have more commentary, and I tried to do my research, but I still don't feel like it's enough. You know, sometimes you feel like there's more going on. And so anyway, we'll, I'll, I'll see what, we'll see what we have, inshallah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala says, and we cause to grow within, within it grain. So Allah Ta'ala is talking about the blessing of the fact that Allah Ta'ala has given us food. In prior, Allah Ta'ala was saying what? That we send down the water, and then the earth splits, and then the, 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 the crops come up. And so Allah Ta'ala is mentioning what? The first blessing is habba. Hubub are grains. And this is in reference to wheat, barley, maize, rice, and others. And then Allah Ta'ala says, wa Now the first question is, why start with grain? And then move on to Inab, which are grapes, and Qadba, uh, a number of opinions. We'll just say herbage for now. Now, Wallahu Alam, it seems that it's starting with grain because grain is considered a base food, right? You know, it's, a, it's like a staple food. It's like a, something very basic. So it seems to make sense that it's starting right at the beginning. Then Inab wa Qadba, Wallahu Alam, but why start with grapes and then Qadba? Well, first and foremost, let's talk about what does Qadba mean. Uh, qadba has number, a number of interpretations. The most popular is Al Hassan al Basri and others. They say what? Fodder for livestock and, uh, yeah, for your livestock. So, in other words, Allah Ta'ala is saying what? I give you grapes for you human beings. Typically, when you think of grapes, you think of something very honorable. You know, the, the classic, you know, people being fed grapes. You know, grapes are something very high class, very expensive, something very impressive. And so, when we go back in the surah and we look at how Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala is saying, look, you have to be honorable. These are noble scriptures, you know, and you people should be receiving this information to make you a better person, as opposed to being arrogant and so forth. So Allah Ta'ala is differentiating. What type of person do you want to be? I mean, even in your food, you differentiate between what? Honorable food and food for cattle, right? And, you know, you would take that very seriously. You take such a, such a, such a, um, a reality very seriously. You wouldn't want to be given for dinner some sort of food that is only fit for let's say cows or goats or whatever the case may be, you'd want to eat what? You want to eat something honorable, something that gives respect to the human being. So in a similar fashion, if that's what's going into your body, think about what's going into your mind. You want to feed your mind with something that is honorable, that is something that is going to benefit you. So Allah Ta'ala is contrasting here. So that's the first opinion. A second opinion about qadba is that it means all kinds of vegetation, mostly describing uh, uh, when the edible part is underground like carrots, potatoes, beets, and cucumbers. Another position is that it's moist foods, uh, easy to eat as opposed to dry food. So something quickly, quick and uh, available to eat. Qadba means to, also the root verb qadba, qadba yaqdibu means to cut off, to uh, prune, to trim, something that you can cut and grab very quick, quickly. And this is also one reason why, uh, one interpretation is that it's referring to foods that, gr that grow year round. Why? Because year round you can grab it 
and eat it. And that's why it makes sense that, you know, the cattle, they just eat whatever is available year-round. And Allah knows best. Yes, Qadr uh, only occurs this one time in the Qur'an as well. This, the root letters of Qaf, Bad, and Ba only occur this one time in the Qur'an. So it's a very unique term. Then Allah says what? وَزَيْتُونَ وَنَخْلَى وَزَيْتُونَ means and olives. وَنَخْلَى <coughs> And date palm trees. Why does Allah Ta'ala trans transition from the grapes and this herbage to then uh, uh, dates, uh, excuse me, uh, olives and date palm trees? Allah Adam. Uh, one interpretation is that these are both more luxurious uh, uh, than the essentials that were mentioned previously. That's one position. I think a stronger position is that these are more familiar to the Arabs. So now it's as if Allah Ta'ala is specifying, getting more specific and saying what? You Arabs are even more particularly familiar with what? Not just, you know, uh, you know, let's say grapes, yes, that's a delicacy for you, but what do you eat every single day? What do you trade in and what are you very familiar with? You're very familiar with olives and date palm trees. Now what's also interesting about these two is that from them you get other things. What do I mean by this? Allah Ta'ala could have said oil and dates, but instead he mentioned where oil and dates come from. Oil comes from, uh, you know, uh, uh, olives, and dates come from date palm trees. So perhaps it's the case that Allah Ta'ala is alluding to the fact that Allah Ta'ala, alhamdulillah, has provided us, with, provided us with resources that are beneficial in multiple ways. It's not just that I give you something useful, I give you something that even the source of it, even the packaging of it, all of it is useful and it can be used in so many different ways. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam as-sawab. Then it gets very interesting when Allah Ta'ala says what? Wa ghulba, and gardens of dense shrubbery. Wa meaning and, hadaiq is the plural of hadiqa. A hadiqa is a well-guarded garden. And ghulba seems to be, wallahu alam, according to mujahid and muqatil, is the plural of aghlab, which means uh, uh, the thick or some, some, something that is thick and dense. So, uh, uh, and Ibn Abbas says this is referring to tall, you know, uh, thick shrubbery. And one opinion that I think is very interesting is that it's referring to vines that grow on the trees, uh, which is very fitting because the previous verse mentioned nakhla. Nakhla meaning date palm trees. So right after mentioning the trees, Allah Ta'ala is mentioning the vines that grow on them, as in, you know, uh, you know sort of piling on to this, to this image, if you will. Uh, yeah, so what's interesting about this ayah is that this is now that you have seen now that you have seen how these different uh, fruits and vegetables and grains and everything is growing what can the human being do the human being has the blessing of using his mind and figuring out how do I capitalize how do I, you know, you could say quarantine. How do I create a nice little garden? How do I put a fence around it? How do I water it correctly, put it in the right location? How do I get the most yield possible? Well, is a reference to what? Getting as much as you can. And we're gonna come back to that idea in a moment in Shalatada. So it's as if the human being is seeing everything growing around him and now he's getting a little bit wise about it and saying, how can I, you know, uh, use this to maximize? And then Allah Ta'ala says what? Wafakiha uh, means a fruit. So wafakihatan and all kinds of fruits. Wa'abba. Abba is an interesting word because again, it only shows up once in the Quran. And it is something that the Arabs were not necessarily familiar with. It's a very rare word. In fact, there's a quote, Wallah about the authenticity. Uh, there are some that question the chain of narration. Uh, but still, it's worthy of mention that Su'ila Abu Bakr Siddiq that Abu Bakr Siddiq was once asked about uh, about this verse of the Quran, what does this mean? And he said, and he was asked, Mal Ab, what is this Ab? We're not familiar with this. 
أي سماء تظلني وأي أرض تقلني إذا قلت في كتاب الله ما لا أعلم. So he said, which sky is going to shade me and which earth is going to carry me if I say about Allah's book that which I don't know. So he was very uh, uh, careful not to speak about this uh, uh, without knowledge. However, there are still opinions of different ulama that say that ab uh, seems to mean, and the most common opinion is what? It refers to lush vegetation and grass. So this is for the consumption, again, of cattle. So the fact that there is at the beginning of this sort of section, this mention of food for you, humans, and food for the animals. And then now at the end of it, again, Allah Ta'ala is using different terms, but still referring to the fact that what? There are certain foods for you, and there are certain foods for the animal. Fawakiha, obviously the fakiha, you're gonna eat fruits. Whereas when it comes to the ab, this is something for the animals. Wallahu uh, ta'ala this seems to be the case. And this is after it's been separated from the grain, because hab has already been mentioned. Another opinion is that ab is in reference to the harvest or the yield. And this seems to be fitting because it's, it's at the end of this list. So it's as if after all this work, you are now, you've, you've, you've seen how everything works, you finally created your own gardens, and now you're gonna harvest that yield and you're gonna get your payoff. This is fi the final step. And this seems to be the last ayah in this section, which is really quite uh, fitting. And then of course, it's also uh, connected with fakiha. Fakiha meaning a fruit, but it comes from the root verb fakiha, yafkahu, fakahan or fakahan. Which means to be cheerful, merry, humorous, and delighted. So it's like at the end you get the payoff, and at the end you get the fruits of your labor, and at the end you get to delight. So that seems to be the theme here, which is sort of an allusion to what? The idea of working hard and getting the payoff of paradise. Another opinion is that ab means every kind of food that grows on the earth except for fruits. So it could be that Allah Ta'ala is concluding this portion by saying what? And fruits and everything else that grows that you can possibly eat. So these are the opinions. So after mentioning these different fruits uh, and foods, and these, you know, whether they are honorable or less honorable, whether they belong to the Arabs or not to the Arabs, whether they something something that grows wild, or whether they are something that uh, you are specifically growing for yourself, whether it's for animals or whether it's for yourself, subhanallah, or whether it's something that you take directly or whether it's something that you can use to derive other things with it. Subhanallah. After Allah Taala mentions all this diversity, Allah then says, "What mata'alakum It is as an enjoyment for you and for your livestock. As in, this is something that you can benefit from and enjoy and take advantage of. So, yes, uh, the previous verses uh, mentioned this idea of for animals and for, uh, for humans and for animals. So it seems very fitting that this uh, concept continues. It's also interesting the order. Allah mentions what? Food for for you humans first and then the animals second. This is in contrast to Surah 32, Ayah number 27. Uh, in which Allah Ta'ala mentions what? Uh, that Allah Ta'ala says what? That crops from which their livestock eat and they themselves eat. So you see a switch in the order. In this surah, Surah Abasa, you see that Allah says, you humans eat and then you animals eat. Whereas in, in, uh, the, uh, in Surah 32, Allah Ta'ala is saying what? That the animals eat and then you humans eat. So why the switch in the order? Well, it seems to be that uh, people first and cattle second in this surah, because we're talking about delights, pleasures, joy. Whereas in the other surah, Allah Ta'ala mentions cattle first and people second because the subject was about crops, which is more suitable to mention animals first. So SubhanAllah, these subtle details really show the perfection of the wording and of the order of the Qur'an. 
It should be remembered and appreciated that subhanAllah, with one kind of water and with the same kind of dirt, all of this diversity comes and is produced by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a joy for us to, in, uh, to, to appreciate and to be grateful. So Allah ta'ala is reminding of this. And right after mentioning the pleasure of this life, Allah ta'ala hits the audience with a shocking statement. Right, so Allah Ta'ala mentions what? But when comes the deafening blast? So the idea here is what? I'm mentioning you enjoy this, A, B, C, D, you enjoy all these different delights and all these different pleasures, and then Allah Ta'ala says, guess what? It's all gonna come to an end. It will not last, SubhanAllah. So we take advantage of what we can, we try to benefit as much as we can, and then we have to depart. Yes, it's also a few other points, inshallah, I'll, t I'll finish, uh, inshallah. Allah Ta'ala doesn't just take care of us, Allah even takes care of the ones that we are supposed to be taking care of. We're, if, if we own cattle, then our cattle are our responsibility. We should be the ones taking care of these animals. And yet Allah is saying, listen, you're supposed to be in charge, but I take care of you and your cattle. And this is similar to the fact that Allah Ta'ala says that you have children and you're supposed to provide for the children, but I take care of you and your children. Right, there are a number of ayat where Allah Ta'ala mentions this. However, the main point that I'd like to reflect upon and sort of a concluding, some, some concluding points uh, uh, regarding this whole section is what? This section is describing how a person eats but doesn't give any thought. That's why Allah Ta'ala said, Look at what you eat. Let the human being stare and think and contemplate at what he is eating. If they'd reflect and they'd appreciate the incredible process behind their food. Once they analyze the process, they're now able to capitalize by working with the system uh, to, with, with the system of, of, of life, of nature, to produce the best results. Hence the idea of You can create much more lush and thick gardens if you just organize it correctly. This is what human beings do. We obviously uh, learn to take advantage of the seasons, take advantage of the crops, and, and you know, alhamdulillah, we even live in a farming area. So they try to use the science to the best of their ability to get the best yield. And this is what farming and agriculture is all about. And so as a parallel, if you take a look at the previous context that Allah Ta'ala was talking about, each person has spirituality. But just like they don't give much thought to their food, they don't give much thought to their spirituality as well. They know that they're spiritual creatures. Every human being knows that there's a spiritual side to them. And yet, most of us, most human beings, unfortunately, they kind of treat it like food. I don't really pay much attention to it. I don't really think too much about where it comes from and how should I best treat it. They're just, they're just not very careful when it comes to these issues. If they'd reflect, then they'd appreciate the incredible process behind revelation, hence the ayat in this surah from 11 to 14. Allah Ta'ala talking about the sending of revelation and how this was a blessing of all the different people writing it down and collecting it over the years. SubhanAllah, this is something that is a huge gift that we have, revelation. Once they analyze the process, they're now able to capitalize by working with the system to produce the best results, which is hence ayat 15 and 16, and hence the uh, curse of those who don't do so, which is ayah number 17. So subhanAllah, it's very, very interesting the way there's these two parallels. That look, there is your physical body that you have to nurture with food, and then there's your spiritual body, spiritual, your ruh, that has to be nurtured with what? With revelation. And so subhanAllah, both of these have a process, which are both mentioned in the surah, and those who pay attention to this process will both capitalize, whether it be when it comes to farming and capitalizing on the best yield, or whether it be the believer who pays attention to revelation and capitalizes off of the best uh, imaniyat and ruhaniyat and spirituality and whatever it may be to what? To learn their deen and to get the best reward in the akhirah. So subhanAllah, when you take a look at the broader context, it seems really quite remarkable how all of this comes together. And of course, the pairing of the humans and the cattle seems to be a subtle reference to the above-mentioned point uh, that humans have a higher purpose than to just eat, 
right? You're not here just to consume, as Latana mentioned in Ayat 23 and 24, that human beings have a higher purpose than this. Whereas cattle, they don't have a higher purpose or higher cognitive function, so less is expected of them. Therefore, when we behave like cattle, then uh, we're, uh, we're capable, even though, despite the fact that we are capable of so much more, we become even more guilty. We are guilty of the fact that we are behaving like cattle. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, look, I'm providing for you and your cattle to eat, but should you just be consuming like cattle? Is this your life? And SubhanAllah, think about most people in life. What is their goal? I want to get myself a nice plot of land, right? I want to have a family. I want to have a de decent job, make some money, make sure there's some food in the fridge, live my life. It's like, that's really impressive for a bird. You know, birds, they build their little nest, right? They have little babies. Um, they have a job every morning. They go out bright and early. It's very honorable. They go out and they go get those worms, you know, and they bring them back and they give them to the babies. You're not a bird, right? So it's a little bit embarrassing when you're, you're reducing your cognitive function and you're reducing your spiritual pursuits to nothing greater than that of a bird or any other animal for that, for that matter. So Allah Ta'ala is calling you to something higher than that, saying paying, pay attention to the world around you and it should wake you up. Another important point that we need to keep in mind is that the Prophet says what? That That indeed Allah loves to see the result of his favors upon his slave. Allah Ta'ala loves it to see the effect and the, uh, the, the, the results, the effect and the, the, the impact of his blessings upon his ab. So what does this mean? That means if you are given lots of wealth, if you are blessed with a good job, there's nothing wrong with living in a nice house, and driving a nice car. Obviously you don't want to go to the extremes. You don't want to be, you want to be somebody who still maintains a level of zuhud, a level of asceticism, not being obsessed with the dunya, but at the same time, it is beautiful to dress well and to present yourself well and to alhamdulillah, present yourself as a Muslim in a very beautiful way. Um, yes, and the final point that inshallah I will mention for tonight inshallah is that this ayah is repeated not only in this surah, which is surah 80, surah Abasa, but also in the surah right before it, which is surah 79, uh, uh, surah Nazi'at, uh, ayah number 33. So what is the context? If you take a look at the context of both of them, it's really quite powerful. So if you take a look at surah Nazi'at, the ayat building up to it, Allah Ta'ala mentions the creation of the sky in ayah number 27, the ceiling, how, how, this, how we have the ceiling, it could be a reference to the ozone layer of how, you know, alhamdulillah, all the UV rays gets filtered out and so on and so forth, all the, also the uh, meteors that come, they get burned up in the ozone. So there's, we have protection, basically, this, this ceiling. Ayah number 29, the alternation of the night and the day. Uh, ayah number 30, the spreading out and the smoothing of the Earth's surface. Ayah number 31, the development of the oceans and the streams and the vegetation. And ayah number 32, the formation of the mountains. These are all things that took place before we existed. We can, we can understand them by studying, studying science and seeing how the Earth formed and trying to understand you know, the history of planet Earth prior to human, uh, humans living on this planet. However, this is, these are all things we uh, can't directly see. We have to understand them indirectly. And Allah Ta'ala mentions all this and says, I put all this together. This Earth, this whole history of Earth has come together. Why? As a enjoyment for you and for your livestock, for your uh, cattle as well. And then in this surah, it's quite the opposite. Allah Ta'ala mentions the rain cycle in ayah number 25, which we can see. Allah Ta'ala mentions the plants piercing up through the surface of the earth and growing, which we can see. In ayah number 27, Allah mentions the growth of the grain, like I said, the sort of building block in terms of food. Uh, ayah number 28, the, gro the growth of grapes and herbs. 
uh, which is you know, the difference between the humans and the animals. Uh, I number 29, the growth of olives and the date palm trees. I number 30, the growth of gardens and dense shrubbery. I number 31, the growth of fruits and grass. And, and so all of this is referring to what? Things that we can see. And then Allah Ta'ala says what? The same statement, This is enjoyment for you and for your livestock. So whether it be the long history of the earth or whether it be what you can witness on planet earth right now, all of this has been put together so you can enjoy it. So you need to be a little bit more grateful. Instead of just saying, oh, I spent a few dollars and I got this at the store. Think, <laughs> think, where did this earth come from? What is the process? How did this food get in this packaging? Where was it grown? Well, you know, the, 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 the clouds came in, the rain came down. All this was grown, all this was packaged, all this, subhanAllah, there's a huge process behind all of this and we need to be more grateful. So inshallah ta'ala, with that, we close and we'll continue inshallah ta'ala next week with ayah number three, 33, where now Allah ta'ala says, this is all gonna end. When the deafening blast comes and Allah Ta'ala is going to talk to us about um, what? About Judgment Day. May Allah Ta'ala make us of those who are successful on Judgment Day. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Jazakallah khair. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.